previously on The Other Place. So, things just happened. Correct. The ghost, it reached out and took Marta's hand in its own bony, flaking fingers, and Marta passed out. Then what happened? Marta passed out, and her body started writhing on the floor, and the bones kind of started rolling in on themselves and hunching over and distorting, and she slowly rises in a misshapen form and turns towards them. Her face is wrinkled. Her teeth are rotted. Her hair is scraggly. You tell me if you want to do something different. Okay. But Peck and Chauncey get to the top of these stairs and out into that bed. You get out. So through the hallway, through the narrow hallway passageway. Through the passageway into that bedroom. You can see out the windows over the ocean. The sun has set. A bunch of stars are in the sky. And you don't see anybody. I would would assume... Chauncey would assume that she ran down the stairs out the front door. Mm-hmm. It would be Chauncey's assumption. So that's yep. my path, and I'm just calling, saying the same thing over and over. Yep. And your calls echo in the empty house. You run to the front door. You see the empty yard and the iron fence and the small city folk. So Morwen leaves the old Bellman house, mm-hmm. running towards Folk. What's on her mind? Morwen is very confused as to why, where she is, first off, why she was awoken, who those people are. Above all else, it's been a while since she's gotten some teeth. And she just, she really needs some teeth. If she gets some teeth, she can figure this out. What does Morwen do to get teeth? How's that going to happen in a little town like Folk? I mean, there are always bar fights. Mm-hmm. People tend to lose their teeth in bar fights, and Morwen is not against helping to facilitate the bar fight. There are uh, also children who lose their teeth quite frequently. She likes them. They tend to leave their teeth in a little box outside the door. At least they did where she grew up. They would be there waiting for her, and she'd leave a little shiny bobble in return. Does Morwen have Marta's memories? To an extent... But she doesn't understand it. It's almost like dreams. She gets bits and pieces of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So Marta knows nothing about Morwen. However, Morwen is aware of Marta, will protect Marta, but again, only has bits and pieces. So she she was aware of a boat ride, and she was not aware of anything else. So she, she hasn't come back to... Because Marta was scared on the boat ride over, Morwen was aware. It's any time that Marta is afraid. Okay. Really afraid, really and truly afraid mm-hmm. that. So I guess I'm like, oh, that's good to know. Okay. We found something out. So Morwen would know where the docks are, and Morwen would know that when there are docks. Morwen would not know. Where no, the docks because are. she was excited when she got off the boat. Yep. Marta was ready to get off the boat. She felt better throughout the journey. It was the first leg of the thing that she was scared. How about when Marta's sad? I remember the last place Marta was sad. Where was the last place Marta? The Steeple Rock. What's the Steeple Rock? The Steeple Rock is the inn that you were staying at. Oh, when Chauncey was kind of a jerk. 
Con- yeah, Chauncey yeah. Uh, said some mean things. Chauncey did say some mean things. Yeah, any of those negative emotions come through to Morwen again, not with a lot of context, mm-hmm. which could be why she recognized Chauncey, but at the same time wasn't willing to stay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. and especially Peck. Yeah, and especially Peck. So Morwen knows where the steeple rock is. Morwen does know where the steeple rock is. Mm-hmm. And running through the dark streets of town, avoiding the sun lamps. You know, it's more like a like a stealthy stalk through the shadows. Okay. In the through the town, and you know, a lot of these towns are laid out the same. Mm-hmm. So it's not surprising. You've got you've got your little houses on the outside, your bigger houses as you go in, and then your shops are generally about in the same area near more the center of town, around. You know, the town hall, which also nearby is going to have the inn. Mm-hmm. And where there's an inn, there's a bar, mm-hmm. where there's a bar, there's alcohol, there's alcohol, there are bars. It's true. Yes. So Morwen's headed that way, although he's going to kind of go in a semicircular pattern outside town, mm-hmm. just in case she she has an excellent sense of smell. Okay. Just in case she catches a whiff. Of a newly fallen tooth. Maybe from a child. I don't think Morwen sees any little boxes. That might not be a tradition here. That's disappointing. Yeah. She smells something weird and almost like mint. <laughs> up near the north part of town. But you don't see anything weird. Mint isn't really her thing. Mm-hmm. So she's gonna she's gonna continue her semicircular pattern over to the inn. Okay. At the center of town, where she knows. And it's nighttime, and the inn is bustling. Yes, it is. There are people from out of town. Mm-hmm. There are people from all over this town. Even from the outside, you can you can see there's some people lounging outside. It's not quite winter yet. It's still in the late half of autumn. And down here on the island, the winter's not that bad anyway. You get storms, but it stays cool. So it's nice and cool, which means there are more people out, which means there are more people at the bar. Mm-hmm. People are drinking more. It's in the fall. It's close to harvest time. Everyone's getting a little rowdy. They've been working hard all summer, and it's time to blow off some steam. You can hear the music coming from inside. Morwen can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Morwen's going to head over to the wind. Mm-hmm. Morwen's a little shorter than Marta, a little more stout. She's going to try to peer through, not be seen. Morwen. Morwen would like to see. Morwen sees. What does Morwen see? Morwen sees a lot of people. A lot of sea kith from down at the docks. Mm. Some builders from the various builder companies. Mm. A few other local people. Maybe some farmers. Some shopkeepers. Mm. Farmers have good teeth. Morwen knows. Lots of people from out of town. Out of town, our teeth may be good, too. There are a few types of people that you don't recognize. You see a person with antlers. Oh, do they have teeth? Pretty much everyone here has teeth. A few people have stones. Seekit do not have teeth. Stones are not interesting. Hmm. Morwen is going to try to sneak in a back door Mm -hmm. and kind of stay more in in the shadows and get close to the bar maybe around one of the out-of-towners and near... So it'll be at a group of... There's a group of out-of-towners that is near a group of farmers. 
And it's a typical town. Not everyone likes the out-of-towners. No, not always. They're loud. Especially after the current round of uh, out-of-towners. What current round of out-of-towners? I don't know what you're talking about. You know, like a bird person and who are they? Some, some people who are rude to the sheriff. Were we rude to the sheriff? Oh, Peck was rude to the sheriff. <laughs> and then took it as the sheriff being rude to Peck. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. More women start a fight. More women tie the shoes. The shoes sometimes have the laces. Morwen will use the laces to tie together. And then they think it's the farmer or the out-of-towner and they fight. So Morwen uh, kind of ducks down and very casually undoes one of the shoes and undoes the other shoe. Their boots, obviously, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with leather laces. And then Thinking again, Morwen decides to tie the boot to the stool because that'll be more of a ruckus when they get up. And that'll probably hit one of the farmers. When it hits one of the farmers, then they're going to assume that the out-of-towner did that on purpose or they can't handle their alcohol. That's all. Morwen waits. Before long, the out-of-towners and the farmers finish up their conversation. The farmers go back up to the... Did you, who, who'd you tie up? The outer towner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The farmers go back to the bar to get another drink from um, Willery, the Hellbling, and the out of towner stands up, gets ready to leave the bar. Oh, it waits. <laughs> and he takes one step, he face plants. Face first, the stool follows him. Did the teethies dislodge? <laughs> the teethies did not dislodge. But he's not happy. Hey, hey, who who did that? It was you, wasn't it? The farmer looks back from the bar. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was you. You tied my shoelaces together. I don't know what you're talking about, man. I just, you know, I just came back here for a drink. Hey, Bertram, this guy tied my shoelaces together. And a giant man stands up from the corner and starts making his way to the farmer. Oh, this is good. Mormon likes this. Very large man. He's very hard. He staggers over to the farmer. Yes, yes, hit farmer. Hit farmer. Did you tie my friend's shoes together? Listen, man, I just need to get home so I can get up early to do... My, my morning chores, take care of the chickens. Did you tie my friend's shoes together? I didn't do anything like that. If, if you'll excuse me, I really have to go right now. Yes, he did. I saw him. Warren runs and hides behind the bar. <laughs> I thought so. And he pulls his arm back and swings a punch at the farmer who quickly dodges it. What's with these farmers in this town? These farmers have to defend their lands from dangerous things. We can see any dangerous things. We continue. We're fine. Whatever, Mark. The farmer dodges it and ducks down and swings up at Bertram, the big man, uh, and hits him right on the jaw. He has big teethies. And Bertram staggers back. And at this point, the stool guy has untied his laces from the stool and gets up and charges at the farmer. And the farmer takes a shoulder to the gut throws him back up against the bar. Yes, yes, titties! And at this point, the bar just breaks out into one big fight. (laughs) 
There's shouting, there's punching, there's kicking, and eventually, from Mordwin's position behind the bar, you spot one. A shiny tooth. TVs. Mm, my TVs. Is it, is it clear for Mordwin to... You'll probably have yeah. to dodge around some That's flailing fun. bodies. That's alright. Yep. Yep. Let's go dodge around those flailing I'm not going to make you roll at all during this. Okay, I was yeah. wondering. I was like, here we go. Morwen very stealthily, after many years of practice, dodges around and skitters and grabs that shiny tooth, heads back behind the bar, and clutches it. Rocking back and forth, he's my TVs. My TVs. Okay, my TVs. So Morwen's then going to let the bar brawl continue and head outside. Mm-hmm. Um, she's going to go back by the rubbish bins okay. and sit down with the tooth. Okay. And she's going to take out her bag mm-hmm. and she's going to open up the bag. And inside the bag, there are 46 teeth uh, that are older, 47. One is fairly recent. This one is more recent. Mm-hmm. So she's going to add 48, which still has some of the stringy dingies on them, mm-hmm. into the bag. She's going to take and shake the bag. Mm-hmm. And she's going to scatter them on the ground. And she's going to look at them. What does she see? Morwen sees murder is headed for trouble. Murder may not do well. Murder cannot be alone. This is not good. Morwen. Morwen may need to help Murder more. Murder may need to know about Morwen. Morwen will need to think more on this. Morwen does not know if this is good. Morwen sees something else. Morwen sees the dead are walking. Anything else Morwen sees? No, that's good. Okay. (laughs) But there is something Morwen smells. Mint. Morwen quickly gathers up the teeth. Where's the mint coming from? You see first two little blue dots down down the alleyway glowing when they come towards you. Mm, Does Morwen know what these are? No. Maybe. Probably not. Morwen is going to sink in back into the doorway into the shadows. A man walks down the alley and stops near Morwen, not looking at her. And he says, it's time to go back to bed now. And he turns to look at Morwen. And his eyes are brilliantly blue. He... Morwen is tired. He reaches out and puts a hand on Morwen's head. So we ended the last one. You had defeated the ghost. But something else happened. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm so upset. The two of you, Feck and Chauncey, chased what used to be Marta out of the old Bellman house, but lost her as she melted into the darkness around Volk. How did Chauncey and Peck spend that night? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, Chauncey could not sleep at all because where was Marta? What was that dwarf creature thing? What? It, it, there's, it was just very upsetting. They'd been under a lot of stress anyway, dealing with this ghost. They'd finally got it under control. And then her best friend... Well, only friend suddenly disappears. Like, what's going on here? So, yeah, Chauncey did not sleep. It didn't help much that a huge fight broke out in the Steeple Rock downstairs at about midnight. 
yeah, what was that about too? Like, yeah. come on, what's going on? So was that established the previous game, or did you just yes. now drop that in there? That was established. And has now just been dropped in. Can I go downstairs to see what's happening with the fight? Or are we starting in the morning? Pack probably sent a message to the constable with a description of what her contractor now looks like. (laughs) Okay, so one thing is I have, well, the source from the Bellman haunting is the dagger. Yes. Which I have. Yeah. Wrapped in the silver netting. Yes. So, here's my question. Can I dispel it and use it? Can it... Is that a thing that we can do? I made a magic skill just for you. Oh, wow. So, you know how you have that sense the dead thing Mm -hmm. that you do? Mm -hmm. And then Peck has the one where she puts up a barrier. We've got one called Forge now. Ooh, okay. So, yeah, if you spent the whole night awake, you might as well be productive while you're awake. Yeah, I like that. Okay. What's your magic skill? What, how many dice do you get? Okay. My magic skill, I have two rank in primal and three in cunning. So two yellow and one green. Mm-hmm. And what exactly are you wanting to do? Okay, so it's still midnight. I mean, it's still middle of the night. I still need to contain the source. Mm-hmm. So if I take it out of the silver netting, maybe Bellman will appear in the inn. Yeah. It's, it's a possibility. Yeah. I don't know. So I that definitely don't want to run that risk. So I think I'll keep it wrapped in the silver netting, but then if I'm doing that, how will I know if I've actually, like if the spell has worked? So what I want to do is try to get... Oh, you've got materials. I, I do. Make a ring of something. So make a ring of iron shavings. Yeah. Or salt. Uh-huh. Or I do have my iron chains too. Okay, yeah. To dispel Bellman. Yes. That's your difficulty. Okay. Now, what... I guess, I don't... This doesn't really... This is not important for the continuation of the game. But what is happening with the spirit, then, when I do dispel this dagger? I think you are forging the spirit into the dagger. So I'm containing the spirit in the dagger. Okay. That makes more sense. So that's what I would be doing. It's going to add a quality to the weapon that wasn't there before. Okay, perfect. All right. So I've been just pacing my room up and down and really stressed out. And I just, what happened to Marta? Where is she? Where did she go? What's going on here? And then I kind of reached into my, my robe and I felt the dagger wrapped in the silver netting. So I took it out and kind of moved the package around in my hand and just thought, well, I have nothing better to do. May as well try a new skill, see if I can make this dagger useful again. So I made an iron circle, a circle out of the iron chains and unwrapped the dagger and placed it inside this, the ring. And then I just started focusing all of my energy at the dagger. And is this something where I need like, how does magic work in this world? Does, like, my, do my hands need to come over it? Do I need to, You like, tell me. You're forgetting the oogity-boogity. I was going to say, do I need to do, am I doing a dance? Am I... Um, magic surrounding death tends to have a musical component. Oh. And did... did what did... I have my... Oh, he gave me a brooch. That's what he gave me. Oh, yeah, that glows. The brooch that glows. Okay, yeah. that's not a musical instrument. Okay, so, so I start saying the new spell that I learned to forge a spirit into an object. I, I start 
thinking it in my head and then humming the tune that I was taught that goes along with the spell. Okay. Mm, do you want me to make up a song? You can if you want. You love making it. I do, but not normally ones that are... per episode. <laughs> oh, oh. Aren't I supposed to have two green? Oh. All right, well, we're going to go with that. Okay, so um, a little symbol appears on the blade, sort of glowing in a frosty blue. It's in a circle. What does it look like? It looks like a constellation within the circle, and it actually reminds me of the shape of the tree branches that I saw at the Bellman house. Cool. And that's that's what appeared in the middle of the, of the circle. Okay. So Bellman is in that blade. Okay. And isn't going to come out unless you try to get him out. Is that something that I would control? You would. I would make you roll to... To, to see if I could get it. Or if okay. you broke it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we're going to add um, burn, but it's more like frostbite. So it's going to have a burn one rating under special. So I can burn someone or it burns me? So if you were to stab somebody with that and roll two advantages in addition to your success... <laughs> It would deal the same amount of damage to them the, the next turn. Oh, so it like, would continue burning them. Yeah. <gasps> That's cool. You oh, have I a like magic it. weapon now. I have a, guys, I have a magic weapon. That's awesome. <laughs> what did Peck do with her knight? <laughs> um, I sent word to the constable that there is a, a troll-like creature running around. and You sent word to the constable <laughs> that a mythical creature was running around town. Well, I just described it as a just a hideous-looking person, a human. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't say troll. A small, ugly person. Who you calling ugly? Well, you know, Peck doesn't find any humans particularly nice-looking, so. And then Peck went to bed. <laughs> no, she had the constable search around for people brought out to search for descriptions matching both the troll. Do I know it's a troll? No, okay, because so I'm just, trolls don't I don't exist. have that language to even describe it in my head. You probably so. would just describe him as a small, ugly person. Yeah. Cause, yeah, because they don't exist in our world. So no. I have descriptions out of both Marta and this new person. I did not specify that Marta became this person, but that both are to keep an eye out for both, to search for So morning rolls around. Peck goes down for her typical grub. Yes, I, I did get a few hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm at the point where, like, every weird thing that happens, I'm, it's just, it might as well, this might as well be happening. And I, too, eventually did fall asleep for mm-hmm. just before dawn, and I slept for a couple of hours, but I, I fell asleep on the floor next to the iron ring um, with one hand resting on the hilt of the dagger. Okay. The... I, I was just kind of... In my nest. <laughs> Your nest of blankets. My little, kind of like, got comfy like a little pigeon. And the two of you meet in the morning down in the uh, the tavern of the Steeple Rock for grub and what does what Chauncey eat for breakfast? Usually porridge. Porridge? Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound very good for a cat. Why not? I don't know. Cats meat. Does it have to be a cat, Mark? You like your meat rare, right? No. <laughs> not this cat. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she, did she's not. come from a, like a very cultivated life. <laughs> I, I, they force I, themselves to like cooked meat. 
No. Well, Marta, Marta and I had a breakfast together. What did yeah. What did they? Because I liked really what, specify. I think it was like fruits and stuff. Mm. Oh, okay. So, but I have the dagger uh-huh. tucked into my belt. Yeah. Uh, and underneath, kind of my cloak-like overcoat that I always wear, the okay. <clears throat> the gray silk overcoat. So you can, no one can see it, but I have it there. Yeah. So Marta doesn't show up for breakfast. What does the day look like ahead for Chauncey and Peck? I eat my food as quickly as possible and throw back some coffee and I say to Peck, I'm really worried about Marta. I'm going to go f- try and find her. I mean, I've had people out half the night looking for her. It might just be that she's left town. I, feel- I also don't remember how far into the job I am. Please. The, the sun lamps that don't matter? Yes. You oh, have, no, they don't matter. Okay. They, Honestly, do not matter, and all the rest of them are going to be just descriptive, putting up and no rolling because who cares? But they Peck. matter to us, Mark. <laughs> no, I was going to say, Peck cares. There are this is the entire reason she's there, so is she just going to stop what she was doing? No, there are a, hand, there to... are a handful left. There's a day's work. Okay, I need, I, that work still needs to be done. Mm-hmm. So, regardless of whoever helps me, I still need to be getting these sun lamps up. There are, there's a whole town to think about. Mm hmm. Did you read the lore that I put in your folder? Is this recent? Yeah, I just put it in there. Oh, okay. I don't feel I don't feel bad like I It happened today. What did I say that contradicts? No, nothing. Nothing. That's just the makeup of the Iron Tower, and you are that level above initiate that could either go Excuse you! No, excuse you. So you're you're like a level two fellow, and you're in a position where you can either move up and be somebody who like takes care of defenses of towns and towers and make sure the towers are intact and all the spells are intact or you could potentially go up to be a guardian which is a much more action-packed life where you would get a big sword and go out and well i want that i know that's why I so put you am in i that currently a, i'm currently a watcher right what are the three above initiative oh no Mason, builder, or keeper? You are a builder. Yeah. You mean, oh, okay. There's no, builders take on the responsibilities of both keepers and masons. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So basically a workforce. Yep. You do everything. Cool. That makes sense why you got this detail. Yep. Yep. (laughs) All right, so so Peck's going to put up the rest of the, the sun lamps. Chauncey? I go up, I kind of splash some water on my face. I hated it, but I knew it would work to wake me up. From uh, experience. From mm-hmm. experience. And I grab, put some, put some snacks in my belt, grab what I need, some supplies, and then I just go out ready. I'm, I'm planning on being searching up and down the streets all day, through, all throughout the city, until I find Marta okay. or find some clue of what's happened to her. Okay. I finally have a friend, and I'm not gonna lose her this easily. Mm-hmm. I'd like to. Um, Specify that the only reason that I'm not ranked higher is because I don't play the Flint the Tower. Are you the oldest person of your rank? <laughs> you know, that's not a really polite thing to ask of Ision species, which I In can't particular? remember how old they live to be, but I'm pretty sure it's older than humans. So technically, by human standards, I guess, but I'm very young in the prime of my life for an Ision, okay? <laughs> That's the most passionate I've seen you during this. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking, I was like, Nikki. I think it's more me as being protective of Peck than Peck. I really herself. responding that way. <laughs> I agree. This is Nikki talking, not Peck. How does the sun lamp work go? Well, you're doing it solo. You've got a handful, maybe 
two or three to put up. Maybe Goes the last really of great. them. Quick, smooth. I've gotten you, the hang of it. You've gotten the practice with the post holer and and uh, the fire. She's gotten a lot of fire making. I mean, if yeah. I, I beat back like a a weird ghost monster. Ghost. Did we fight a ghost? There's a ghost. There's a ghost. <laughs> okay, so next to that, sun lamps are pretty easy. It's I'm I'm doing the fencing, the gardening mm-hmm. work now at this point, magically speaking. And Marta wakes up. The sun is high in the sky. Why does it smell so bad out here? What? Oh, not again. It's smelly. It's warmer than the average fall day. Mm-hmm. And you only wake up because the sun finally reached the point where it's actually on you instead of on the, the buildings around you. Yep. And I've got like a banana peel or some random fruit rind. Mm-hmm. On my shoulder when I wake up, dripping to my face, like warm out, definitely get up, and I've been laying in a puddle of something. You don't know what it is, but I don't you're probably know yeah, you're better is. off not knowing. No, it's not the first time this has happened. I like it, so I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna like stretch it out because like my shoulder hurts and stuff. And where am I? Oh, I'm at the back of the inn. Oh, I'm by the rubbish bins. Of course. You can see the little stall where they keep the horses and Apple Dapple peeks over and is nudging you. Hey girl, how did I get here? Oh god. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh, here. I give her the fruit rind because apparently she wants it and it's good for her. (laughs) And she eats it. Great. And it's delicious. Wonderful. I'm gonna, I see that I'm right next to the door, the like back door to the end. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go in there because I don't want to do the walk of shame anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So I head in there and I see Wilry in the back. Hey. Hey. Um. You look like you had a rough night. Yeah, I think I did. Um, is there like a bathhouse or like maybe something in here, like a tub? What are you talking about? This is Volk. We've got plumbing. Oh, there's plumbing? There's dwarfs, there's plumbing. Yeah. Indoor plumbing! Wait. It's gonna be big! Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Has there been indoor plumbing this whole time? Yeah. Oh, that's You've just been peeing outside like an idiot. Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm just gonna go up to the bathroom, and I'm just gonna, like... I'm gonna be in there for a minute, okay? Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna go upstairs to the bathroom mm-hmm. and lock the door. So it's like um, a metal tub. Uh-huh. You'd probably still have to empty it out like by dumping it. Well, there's it's... like a trap. Uh, yeah, there's a there's tub. like a, a tap you can turn on and the water will mm-hmm. come out. Okay. Okay, so you head up. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna head up and I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna like, I'm gonna rummage through the like courtesy soaps, courtesy lie <laughs> that's in there and find like <laughs> oh man, that one kind of smells like peppermint. I think I'm going to use that one. I'm going to throw it in the bathtub mm-hmm. and I'm going to turn on the bathtub and then I'm going to climb in when it's ready mm-hmm. and actually I'm going to peek out and be like, Willery? Yeah? Um, I'm going to put my clothes out here. Can you like have someone wash them and stuff? They're pretty bad. Charge it to the room. Yeah, just charge it to the room. You got it. Thanks. And oh. that is a hot bath. Okay. It's a warm bath. It is hot and I'm in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> it is warm because it's the middle of the day. 
He doesn't turn the fire on until the evening. Well, Marta sticks her head under water and like tries to get the extra whatever it was that was sticky in her hair out. <clears throat> so sorry that happened to you. But eventually, she you uh, get there. Climbs out of the bathtub and uses one of the luxurious towels to dry off. <laughs> Puts on the hospitality robe. I think you're overselling this. <laughs> get, all, get all you can out of it now. That's now right. Now. That's right. Wait till you get to the next town. Oh, God. Jeez. Puts on the, um, the burlap um, hospitality <laughs> robe and heads over to her room to wait for her clothes to be back and sits on the ground and pops open the other place. Ah, okay. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Other Place. The Other Place is a production of Nightcast Creative. For more information on this and our other shows, visit nightcastcreative.com. For updates on future episodes and bonus content, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at otherplacepod. Looking to support the show? Leave us a review on your favorite podcatcher or visit us at patreon.com slash coruscantnights.